if you're ready, we can go ahead and hit record. Okay, hit record. Whenever you're ready, go ahead and take one. Hi, this is Jason Bahamani from RunTryMag.com, and you are listening to Vroom Vroom Beer with Jeff Smith, and I want you to go touch grass. Oh. <laughs> I want to go touch grass. All right, that was perfect. <laughs> I'm going to hit stop. I'll be right back. Are you ready to thoughtfully steer away from your revved up, frenzied, and far too often scripted life? Then welcome to Vroom Vroom Veer with Jeff Smith, where he guides you down the road differently traveled by sharing unique experiences with guests who have managed to shift away from a life stuck on cruise control and veered their way into a more authentic and fulfilling one in all sorts of interesting and kind of remarkable ways. Get ready to Vroom Vroom Veer with your differently traveled road chauffeur jeff smith bridget cutshaw thank you so much for being on vroom vroom veer and welcome to the show how's it going going awesome and thank you so much for the invite i'm surviving this heat wave that we're all experiencing yeah. but thank god for our air conditioning right? yes yes i feel when you so have it? I, I i have it and it works i i, I overbought ac because i think if if you want to go big go big with your air conditioning so it's a little bit too yes. big and i like it that way yes yes <laughs> i paid extra i i i'm on the 300 a year plan so that means wow. they come and do the inspection twice a year i did the math you know you have to change the filter anyway Right. And that's going to cost you whatever. And that whatever uh, approaches a couple hundred bucks. So I'm like, you know, <laughs> now I don't yeah, have to, to do that. <laughs> now I don't know. Somebody comes out and does that twice a year. So, right. Yes. <laughs> We're just lucky that we have AC. <laughs> right. Amen. Yes. 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 Uh, there's, there's, there's a deeper conversation there, but like, yes, we need AC for sure. Yes. Okay. So you are Bridget Cutshaw. You're at Gemini Media. So talk a little bit about what you're most excited about in your business today. Well, Gemini Media is, I started it based on some inspiration and, and I should say motivation from some clients to do my own thing. And I, I'm one of those people, I take my, my knowledge for granted. Right. And I didn't think about yeah. what, but. <laughs> We just don't think about the value that that we can add to other people. And my background has been in publishing and print production and marketing and communications and all that stuff. Because I'm good at this. If you can't, you're good at talking. I gotcha. Right, and good at communicating. And that's something that my clients said they they needed some help with. And so, in the past, I've been mostly focused on the print media aspect. Okay. And because that's still important, I think ink on paper is still very important and they needed help with that because technology is changing every industry. And so I understand all the ins and outs of our industry, but it's constantly, you got to be open to learning. And then that's something that Gemini is doing. I'm also helping people, not just with their print media, but to also help with uh, repurposing that content. Right? Okay. That, that's really what it is. And it just depends on like podcasting that like we're doing right now. This didn't, this wasn't that popular 10 years ago. Right. 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 But now it's a great way to get your message out there. And a lot of people like to, to listen. Right. And it's a lot. And they're still, it just, they're learning different everywhere. Everybody's brains are different. <laughs> they learn different ways. Yeah. You know, and it's different times and different things. You know, it's like, okay, what do I do in the car? right? I can't read a book when I'm in the car, but yes. I need something to do, right? 
or a sneaky thing to do while I'm pretending I'm working. I can listen to a podcast. <laughs> Did it a lot. <laughs> I actually had my, uh, uh, I worked in the government, strangely enough, and the uh, Amazon was not blocked by the corporate firewall, so I could read Kindle books while I was pretending oh, wow. to work. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> And everything is just pop, you know, technology is changing everything, but I try to embrace it and try to figure out how to make it work for me and my clients and, you know, and how to not, you got to understand how it works. Don't be afraid of it. Cause that's, you know, change is normal. That's how I see things. Yeah, for and, sure. And we were really ticked off in the industry about Amazon. Okay. Right. Okay. We were ticked off, but now it's open. They open the doors the, the the gates whatever to have more people produce their own thing yeah for sure right, that's that's kind of how I had to look at it so yeah so I'm helping I'm able to help people who don't who want to do it but they don't know what to do sure how to get, that's really what it I is. think it's easier to make a book now than it ever was yes yeah for sure and you can help Definitely with that. Is. You know, like I always said if I ever if I ever got crazy enough to want to write a book. I wouldn't write the book. I would just do what we're doing now. I would just hire somebody to talk to me and then record those conversations That's and turn popular. that into a book. <laughs> very popular. It's yeah. basically called ghost. That's basically called ghostwriting. Okay. You have an interview with a writer, yeah. multiple interviews or conversations, and then they take your idea and put it together for you. That's I, yeah. And it's like a combination of, of direct quotes and paraphrasing, right? Yes. I think my favorite ever ghost-written book was the real Frank Zappa book. Oh, I don't think I read that one. The real Frank Zappa, huh? That yeah. sounds cool. If you're a Frank Zappa fan, I, I mean, I dug it, <laughs> right? I, and Frank Zappa is such an intriguing character, you know? Because, uh, like, you could say, oh, he's really funny. And he was an amazing music musician. But then you get into that, you talk to people that actually worked with him, and he's kind of an asshole, right? <laughs> That's, yeah, but he's just, not an asshole that, that, like, your typical asshole. He just wants things to be right as yes. an artist, right? Yes. And he'll come and, and pat you on the back and say, thanks for the hard work later. But get it right. <laughs> get it right. Get it I'm right. Kinda, yeah. I'm kinda, my kids probably think I'm that way. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think that's okay, though. Like, like having striving for excellence is is important, and you can do it in a way that doesn't hurt feelings. I think that, that comes around, right? Yeah, I think that's definitely that's true, and I think that's what hurt me. Not hurt me, excuse me. Helped me in the field because I give feedback that's not offensive. Try not to give feedback. Right, is that the right word? Yeah, yeah. Because you need that. You need to be open to that and. That's how you got to improve your product or whatever you're trying to make. Yeah, right? you have to strive for excellence. Nobody wants you to just kick out crap. Like, meh. Right, you <laughs> exactly. want to be meh. Because <laughs> nobody's going to show up for meh, you know? No. <laughs> and, the, and the thing is, is I, I, I learned something about like, like a massage, okay? And this massage metaphor is sort of like a, uh, you could, add it to just about everything in life. It's like the 80-20 rule, right? So 80% 80 of my massages that I, I gave to other people as a massage therapist were meh, right? They didn't, they didn't hate it and they didn't love it, right? 
right. but even when massage isn't awesome, it's still pretty good. It's like pizza. Yes. You can get away with meh in massage. But I would say like 20% of my massages, people were like, get away from me. You know, I don't, you, I don't want you to ever touch me again. <laughs> really? and, and another 20% that probably the same 20% were like, Oh my God, you're the best ever. I want you for every massage, you know? So you just don't know. It's, it's like a connection thing with massage. It is. It's definitely yeah. a connection. Got to find that, uh, common denominator. <laughs> Something, you know, and I, it wasn't like I was doing anything different. <laughs> And it's, it depends right. on their, their personality of the yeah. client. Yeah, it, yeah. It has a lot to do with it. You yeah. got to be able to adapt and adjust. Right. Anyway, <laughs> let's let's move on. So this is Vroom yes. Vroom Veer. We have to go back in time and talk about Bridget's life and, and what she went through to get to where she is now. And there's a couple of cancers. Maybe there's some chemo. Maybe there's some weed. We don't know. Yeah. But we're going to find out. <laughs> that was a... It was a, I've had a weird, you know, I think about it and reflect on it. I had a kind of a weird life. Like I mentioned before the recording, I, well, I'm, I'm a military brat. Right. Right. I joke, we moved around a lot and I, I was like, I am not going to marry a military guy because the environment I was <laughs> yeah. around. And you knew. Thank God. It's, I mean, I, but I appreciate what I learned from it now, reflecting on that. And then my mom was married several times. And so that's probably of the reasons that it just affected their marriage. And I didn't, oh, yeah. yeah, it affected their marriage. And my second father, her mom, second husband, he, I never said, I got kicked out of the house when I was 18 or excuse me, before I was 18. Wow. Because he, he had PTSD mm. um, from Vietnam and all that. And I won't tell you what I, he was just always berating me mm. because my mom had moved out and they got divorced. And so I was taking the, I didn't realize, you know, I you was were kind of like the so stand-in for her to take. I was, and so I was taking it. So I told wow. him what to do, and I got. <laughs> I stood up for myself. Good right? for you. And then um, my friend, I lived with my. It was three months before graduation. I lived with my uh, really good friend. Her parents took me in, and so that helped me. My mom's sec- uh, third husband. He's one that really had a lot to do with making me have some confidence. Okay. Right. All right. And he was he was a West Pointer. Oh wow! <laughs> and a, a Special Forces, um, 82nd right. Airborne. So I Holy joke. Cow. I wrote a book about him too. He passed away. <laughs> anyway, I joke that his his um, Special Forces training came in handy to handle me and my sister. <laughs> I bet. It special Forces Special Forces guys are unique. Uh, yes, he's uh, in, yeah and, unique in in the military yeah. even too. You know. Right. And it's weird that he was special forces and airborne because usually they fight just so you know. Yes. And that's what he, did. <laughs> he wanted to do everything. He was so, he was a ranger. He did right. everything. Oh, he was a ranger too. Special yes. forces, ranger and, and airborne. Those are the three commander. big, those are the big three in the, in yes, the army. He did all right. those. And, okay. then my, and then he, wow. and then he met my mother, <laughs> then he met my mother. Right. And he, they just needed each other, you know, because right. she found someone that calmed her down. I'm just saying too much, but I learned so much from the relationship. At first, I didn't like him. Imagine right. that because he was in the military. Right. <laughs> so, you already had a model for not liking like, people oh, God. in the military. You know, Another military guy. What are you right. doing? And <laughs> Can't you learn, mom? Yes. Right. <laughs> that's what I said. Trust me. And, but he was has such a good... Um, perspective and oh, he made me feel better about myself. And he oh, bought me my awesome. first car. 
Oh, wow. He bought me my first car, I, and he made sure it was a stick shift. So I knew how to drive any kind of car. And yeah, good for him. So then I finally, because they moved around a lot, I knew I couldn't go with them. And that's when I eventually met my future husband, who was the 82nd Airborne. <laughs> and he was brave because my stepfather was company commander, which I thought was hilarious. But they, he loved him. They loved each other. And I transferred to uni- University of Wisconsin. That's kind of how I got up there to be by my boyfriend who ended up I marrying hubby. And so he, I think looking back on all that, I need these, I needed these really big guys to protect me. Apparently, <laughs> I'm a little wild. Um, Gemini's anyway, Gemini's. I love it. We have we two have, Gemini's. Wild, right? This, this, this <laughs> is going to be a wild podcast. I already love it. It's great. So, <laughs> anyway, he, I just kind of knew he just, I don't know. He always wanted uh, something about me when he met me, right? So we've been together. My stepfather, they connected really well. And then my husband, or excuse me, my future husband got out of the military and went back to Wisconsin. That's kind of how it, I moved around a lot still. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I finally got my stuff together when I um, graduated college and got into the, you know, book production and publishing industry and, um, we moved to Georgia and we love it down here. And we ended up, we weren't going to have kids. We ended up having, I was the first one to get married in the family, the last one to have kids, but it was a, it was a great experience raising two boys. Right. But during okay. all that, I did a lot of traveling. I was a female in the industry, which was unusual. Right. Okay. I wasn't afraid of that being in that. I was like a um, marketing person for North America for Heidelberg which invented the printing press. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I was the only female that was in the United States that was not a secretary. And (laughs) I'm I'm not kidding, but that's how it was. And over 20 years ago. Wow. That's so sad to think about that. Yes. Right. But I enjoyed it because I, but then I got a little too much attention sometimes, (laughs) but, but anyway, we had our kids and I decided to. I took a lot of crap in the military because I had a traditional female role. Oh, did you really? Kind That's of. Funny. Yeah, kind of. Like yeah. I started out as what I would call like a radar O'Reilly in the Air Force. Okay. You're, so you remember radar from MASH, right? Like yes. the company clerk. So, yes, yes. So it was strange because everybody says that is like, oh, you're going to be a secretary, right? And most of the people in my tech school class, as they called us admin specialists, and we, we literally, our whole six weeks of tech school for the military, we sat next to a typewriter every day and we typed every day, right? So that was basically our job was to type memos and stuff. Someone there were, has to there do were it. other things, right? Mostly dudes. There were all kinds of derogatory terms that got flung at us. (laughs) Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. And you, I I mean, we had radar, so it was like, okay, whatever. And And we worked for the commander, so it didn't really matter. (laughs) And the messages somehow, but kind of like, but my bit, right. It was, it was derogatory, you know, trust me, there's stuff I don't want to share with you anyway about (laughs) in the business I've been in. And I delivered faxes too, by the way, before I got into that. Oh my God. Faxes were a big deal, and um, oh yeah, <clears throat> I yeah. Rem- and I had to hand deliver them to the executives. But you know, Bridget would like read them before confidential. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but wouldn't you? I, I have to curious. go ahead and read this first. Yes, we're, we're curious. Yeah, I never said what was on there, but it was 
I'm glad they saw that I had potential, right? And not just, you know. So did you right start way. out as like a like an admin assistant or I something? I was in the beginning in the business. Wow. I was like a, I would type. I would, yeah. I would have to type and I would deliver fax, um, faxes because that's big deal back then. Oh, yeah. To, faxes were huge. Because it was kind of like a, uh, it was like a, an immediate. It had an immediacy. Yes, to it. and so that's right. so what when I would you do. got a fax, it wasn't just like, like no. a letter or something. It was important. It correct right, and and then after that, they got me into dealing with helping uh, with going client account management kind of stuff and okay. dealing with the clients, and that's when they realized that I was good with people and not just helping in an office. I mean, I, you know what I'm saying? I, I do, was, and. So, so somebody saw that somebody had the foresight to see that, that, that correct. Yeah. And then that's when I helped, um, with the uh, running office here in Atlanta. That was one of my first roles, not in after I graduated college, like an office manager, which is okay. a little different, Yeah, but you still had to deal a lot with, you deal with everything, finances, you had to run the office, totally. and the client, a little bit of everything. And then I realized, you know, um, I wanted to get into a sales role. And oh, okay. I, I, I just, because I liked it. So what did you, wanted, what do you study in college? Did you study marketing I studied, or business um, or sales? I, uh, business, but marketing and economics. Okay. I'm, I, I thought about doing finance, but like, nah, I, I wanted the backhanded way. Marketing was a way for me to get into writing. I like to write. That's ah, really what gotcha. It, that's what it was. Right. And that's why I wanted to be in sales because I would have dealt with the big publishers in New York and my boss at the time told me that I was a girl and I wouldn't be successful. So I'm like, I, I gave <laughs> basically the middle finger. Good for you. Right? Good for I, you. I gave the, <laughs> I got a job with a big publisher. All right. And, in sales? Yeah, right. Well, I more of account management role in the beginning, but I dealt I kind of almost as sales, account manager. Almost in sales. It's Eventually almost I did sales. get into it. Yeah. But but my that my boss that I had. Hey, they're now part of Random House. I'm sure you've heard of them. I've but, heard. Okay. Yeah. And, but my role was this was a publisher back then. They had their own printing equipment. People don't realize that's what publishers used to do. They had their own equipment. Okay. okay. And so they had, so they were, pu- they were printers and publishers. Right. They are a publisher, but they produce their own material right. rather than outsourcing it. And right. That's, it, again, that was the, Different you know, world. technological kind of thing. And right. so my role was to get people to print more stuff with this company. And one of my clients they gave me was like IBM. So, but my new boss, he just, he, he loved it. He goes, I like your attitude as a girl. And he said, you're very, as a no, girl, he, keep, keep pointing that out, by the way. They no, keep... <laughs> but he, he thought it was great. Okay. He thought it was good. He thought it was an advantage. And it so is. the people I worked with, my clients at IBM were the women, right? And so okay. they liked that. And I remember one of the meetings, I, I'm just, all these memories are coming back. I brought my son with me. And I, I didn't have a, for some reason, my babysitter, he was two, couldn't help that day. And they're like, you can bring your son in. So I remember going to IBM with the two-year-old. Wow. <laughs> but that's why I thought it was great that these women, we found women that would support each other. And now I don't know if I would do that now, but... So we kept my son occupied, but so it just showed that I had the tenacity just to be Bridget yeah, and, and make it through. And then that's when eventually Heidelberg saw that. And that was a big deal to work. They, they saw that, that I could handle it. And that's why I was working with 
uh, the management in Germany to help run North America stuff. Oh, and, wow. And Right. And so I was marketing for them or product management. Is that, that a better word? I don't know. So, uh, that was, <laughs> I don't there's know. so many different terms now. Sure. I thought it was, and they thought it was kind of funny that I had to go to Germany to understand how the equipment worked to under help write the content and, you know, to help market it. And not really, were, but Germany's awesome. They were, but then the guys there, they're like, don't touch that equipment. You're a girl. And it's just, I still have to deal with that stupid shit. Excuse my language. No, but, please um, swear all you like. And I was just like, really? I, cause I'm one of those, I'm a tactile person. Okay. And I wanted to. And, under, and they did point out certain areas. Don't touch on the equipment. I could get hurt. I think they, maybe because they weren't speaking English properly <laughs> to me. Right. But, it, but it, I understood the German because my mother's French. Okay. So I kind of understood German a little. Anyway, that helped. And then eventually I got into a, a, um, a what do you call it? A startup that exchanged the industry. They brought me in because of my reputation. So I helped with this new startup. They're no longer, they were bought out. Everybody's just buying everybody up. Right. So I helped deal with these big corporate clients with their publishing needs. Okay. That's kind of what it was. And I, and so. So what sorts of things do, does like a company like IBM, what are they, what are they publishing other than like technical Now they're not manuals. doing it, but back then they were doing, they were doing books back then. They were really? doing books. Okay. Real books. books and, wow. They were doing that, and I was helping them because they didn't understand. They're a tech company; they didn't understand that, and wow. they were trying to get huh. kids to understand computers. That's really what it was. Oh, okay, right. Gotcha. And so they needed help with that, and the other stuff I helped with marketing, you know, material. And a lot of the, my clients were, um, you know, marketing by you know VPs of marketing, and right. were different. Um, it, but it's changed constantly, and then then you had ebooks come out, which was fine, right? <laughs> and because some people, it's just constantly changing. So I learned to adapt, and I've learned that my people skills—I didn't know I had that. I guess it's kind of a way salespeople, a business development is what they call it now, rather right. than sales. Right, right. <laughs> and I guess you're kind of an entertainer too, in a way, Jeff. Yeah, totally. Yes, you're, I was you're the guy that wants to go out and like party with people, and then and and not talk about business doing. at all. And then at the end, you go, "Oh, by the way, we got to sign the contract." Right. And that's <laughs> kind of what it was. It was entertaining people. The right. the wine the and, wine and dine kind of idea. That's what it was, and now it's a little different now with COVID. But I helped grow that other company. You know, we got big deals, uh, like Newell Rubbermaid, and um. Have you heard of Newell Rubbermaid? And I've heard of um, Rubbermaid. Newell, it's they. I can't even remember. They all these um, retail. Should call them retail, but the products that they're selling that they they need help with the the marketing. And sure. I I just understood. It's it's my marketing experience came in in and to help and how to get the content out there to help them the best way to do it, and that's when. I got cancer the first time, I think, when I was with that company as an independent contractor. I got cancer okay. the first time. Yikes. What kind, what, so like, what great. kind of cancer? What did it was you... It was a breast cancer, and okay. my sons were 8 and 11, but we only found it just, I knew something wasn't right. You know, I'm, all, I'm a, a curious person, and so they found it was early stage, and um, okay. so I had to have some minor surgery, but then we ended up doing 
like radiation. And so that kind of like, okay, that was a slowdown for a little bit. My, my son saw their mom, you know, they're eight and 11 at the time. And so I was brave and smiled all the time for them. But then it was, um, radiation is no joke. That's hard to go through. Right. It is. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then it's rough. Three years later is when they discovered I had this rare primary brain tumor. Because again, what? Yes, I have a, it's called a <laughs> vestibular swanoma. Sometimes it's called an acoustic neuroma. It depends. It's where the, you have the tri nerves, where you have your facial, your hearing, and your balance nerve. And so mine is pushing on my vestibular nerve. But I knew something wasn't right. And I saw doctors, I had this weird pain, and they just wanted to give me um, pain medicine. I'm like, no, I'm just a very, I'm like, something is not right. And so we discovered Yikes. it was my breast cancer doctor who said, let's do a uh, MRI of your brain to check out your pituitary, which okay. controls your hormones. That's when they discovered that other big thing. And again, I'm like, how big that is this was- tumor? Because brain tumor sounds like. Dun, dun, dun. You're, it was scarier <laughs> than yeah. And what it is, it the size of it was medium, meaning something had to be done, meaning it could cause, um, you know, it's not considered it's been considered benign, but it's primary, meaning it starts there. In that it, the root cause of that kind of tumor, Jeffrey, is caused by. Usually radiation exposure. Well, think about it. As a kid, I grew up around military bases. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that's what they thought as a child. You're exposed to something like that. That's scary. And it, your body slowly uh, accommodated to this growth. That's why I didn't know it was going on. Wow. And so I had that. And then I had to have, I saw six different specialists because they didn't know you know, there was nobody Super in Atlanta rare. that right, right. knew Super. what to do. So right. I found a specialist in Chicago at Northwestern University Hospital. Okay. So he helped me. And I ended up dealing with a uh, oh, the surgery. If I had the surgery to remove it because of the location, the size, I could have been paralyzed. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, my God. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? <laughs> <laughs> so you're like. Wow. The options. One huh? doctor That's was scary. really pushing. The surgery. And I was, I learned from that issue or the meeting with him. I was by myself. Don't ever go to a doctor by yourself because I'm, I'm hearing half of what he was telling me because right. you're so freaked out. Yeah. 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 And your brain is off as soon as he says, literally. Yeah. You could, and, this could happen or that could happen. And you're right, tuned and out. Kids. You're just, and yeah. at the time, my boys were three years later, they were like 11 and 14. And you're like, oh my God. Right. And so I didn't know what to do. So I remember riding home, driving home from that appointment. And I heard um, Coldplay play a song, a new one called I Will Fix You. You ever heard that song? Yeah. And that I, that gave me hope. I know that sounds, but it gave me hope. And I remember right. I was crying when that song was playing because it gave me in a, I'm like, yeah, you're right. He's going to fix, you know, like, is this God talking to me? Right. right? He's going to fix I, that's you. That's what I thought. Wow. And then. We didn't tell our sons right away. And that same or the next day, my husband and I we were at the gas station with the boys and I saw a rainbow in the sky pointing towards our neighborhood. And that to me was another sign. So I knew I was going to be okay. And I ended up choosing a um, neurosurgeon when I asked him, 
would you do this surgery for your wife? He said, no, but I knew I could trust him because he wasn't about the money. He was, um, he was one of the top ranked neurosurgeons in Atlanta, but he, so we ended up doing cyber knife. So he's been, he's been monitoring it and it shrunk. Thank God. And, but then it's still, my hormones are still like wacky, wacky. Cause I had a tiny tumor on my pituitary that was caused from all this craziness. Right. And ended up, the breast cancer came back. Oh my goodness. Right. Um, 2014. So this was eight, you know, eight years later, it came back, but it's because the, the stuff in my, the hormones and the brain tumor, even though it shrunk, it was still active. Still there. So right. That's kind of why I was got it really into understanding my, how your body works and nutrition. I really got into that, understand how I can help myself heal. Cause I knew mm. I have to be a part of it. I can't just, um, just think a doctor's going to do it. I had to, I'm into, what do you call it? Integrative medicine. That's right. What right, right, right. Yes. I believed it because it helped me. And that's when I, I found a epidemiologist that was into that. And so he did testing on me, um, found out that dairy was bad. <laughs> okay. And just things like that. It made changes. It, make it, it, then, it makes the treatment more specifically for Bridget. And it's not just yes, standard of care it, kind of idea. Yes, bio, bio health. Is that the right word? And they yeah. discovered they that, like take a DNA kind of map of you, right? And that's what they did. Yeah. And I totally, and so, and it's minus people think when I have a dairy issue, they think I have, I have lactose and top neck. No, it's not. Mine is uh, specific to casein protein. Okay. Um, Interesting. Which is like the chunk and cottage cheese. Okay. All this was not helping my body. Having, eating something like that, your body didn't know what, my body didn't know what to do, right? Okay. It was under a lot of stress. And so when I had help cutting all that out, that helped. And then when we found the breast cancer again, it was a thing called a breast tail, I, which is in your armpit. I did not know that existed. Mm. I thought it was my lymph node. Okay. So thank God it was not, it wasn't. Yeah. Lymph node is kind of like a death sentence. <laughs> Every, yeah, and it, I know. So they tested my lymph nodes. Yeah. So um, I ended up. On my 49th birthday, I had, because of all that stuff, I had the, all the testing. It was aggressive. Uh -oh. So I'm like, I am not dealing with this crap ever again. So I had a double mastectomy on my 49th birthday. Wow. And before I did that, my son ran. I love to run, by the way, because it's therapeutic mentally, too, for me. Totally. And they ran a race with me two weeks before. They were 16 and 19 at that time. But they're always there with her mother just to make sure Aww. she was okay Aww. and it ran the race with me and it was the best experience ever and my doctors i they were really supportive and after the uh all that breast cancer crap everything is i shouldn't say crap but you know <laughs> you it, should. It, it, <laughs> it but is i li but i would not be here if i didn't ask a lot of questions and totally and the breast cancer doctor he said he I'm one of those considered an anomaly. I'm a zebra among horses because I did everything right. And I had this weird stuff happen. And it's because of an environmental issue. But mm. somehow that radiation exposure at some point in my life when I was young causes weird stuff. Wow. But because I'm stubborn and persistent and ask questions, we yeah. found the, and I'm glad technology in the medical field, they're understanding this now too. They customized it for me 
And ended up, what finally actually killed the brain tumor was uh, a tetanus booster shot. What? They're, they're per- repurposing that Tdap, the tetanus. Yeah, yeah. For brain tumors to, isn't that awesome? What? Exactly. <laughs> so, and that's what? what okay. All these weird things that's that are. totally random. Uh, wh- <laughs> right. It was my OBGYN. She's the one that's helped find all these things for me. I trusted her. She had breast cancer too. That's why we became like buddies in a way. So you were health advocate buddies. Like, no, no, you got to do We were health advocate buddies. And she's like, Bridget, here's your checkup. Uh, And after, even after the breast cancer, the last breast cancer and the chemotherapy, I still, I still have to have my brain tumor monitored and it was growing again. Uh Uh-oh. After chemo, my Jesus, because we didn't know what was going to happen. So that's when she said, here's your checkup. We're going to do a, um, your booster shot and it can help and possibly who knows help with the brain tumor <laughs> and it, wow. it died. So wow. isn't that weird? It's so still just there, an ordinary Tdap shot cured your yes. cancer in my brain. Yeah. The brain tumor I, thing. Yeah, I and, get it. But wow. And it's, <laughs> That's nuts. So I'm thinking why not? And yeah. cause I'm at that. And then sure. Another, I mean, it's just weird, bizarre stuff, but I, I think being positive and being curious and you have to acknowledge all this going on, you know, the bad stuff to help you move forward. But during all this, I didn't mention it's when um, my clients suggested I do my own thing. Sure. Gemini media. That's what happened during my last cancer treatment. I did this because I did have a corporate job. Right. And I got laid off along with other people because of private equity buyout kind of sure. stuff. And I had a lot of dollar signs next to my name. So, you know what <laughs> the I'm saying? expensive people what, go first. Yes. They, that's what, yeah. it was not just me, but a lot of us sure. went. And I understand that. But then I knew I wasn't the right thing to do to look for a job. Other people need to have those kind of things. And that's kind of like, you know, I'm going to do my own thing. And that's kind of like, and my clients recommended I do that. And they were very, it helped with your, your confidence when you're going through health issue like that. Right. Oh, I, yeah. It really You've helped got a, a community lot. like backing you up. Kind of you thing. needed that. And yeah. it wasn't, you know, they understood it and it, and it helped me activate my, my brain. And yeah, it's, it's important to keep using it. And I'm so lucky. And, and then after all, all that, I still run a lot and yeah. I had to have, physical therapy because you all that surgery and all that you know your body has to adapt but well you're, just, you're it, with with brain stuff you probably almost have to I, relearn how to run your body i had to because <laughs> yeah it's it almost like you got my, a stroke right it messed up my balance and that's the down right. side of that kind of tumor is it could even though it's not considered cancer it could still be deadly and right. it could cause encephalitis. you know but that's why you still have to have um, my MRIs are every two years now, thank God, not every right. six months or one year, because it it's shrunk and it's dormant right. and I don't have any symptoms. Wow. And but it's we, still there. I, it's in the background. I call it the mofo, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's still there. Wow. I have to make jokes about it. But you you do. I, yes. It, but I it helped to have, you know, my my goal was to be there for my kids when they graduated high school. I'm there after I graduated college. Right. And so I'm still here and I'm able to run and I'm helping my clients. And so let's I talk just, about like the, the, the nutrition piece, because I know yes. there's nutrition and then there's also movement before. Yes. Yeah. So talk a little bit about those stuff, that stuff. 
Well, I learned, um, I got into the, intuitively, I've always liked vegetables and people made fun of me because I'm, that's my body and my brain telling me, eat that, you need it. And, but you, right. our American diet is not it's pretty in, horrible. into that. Right. It, it is horrible. And so that's why I went, when I learned that after I learned about the, the dairy stuff and, uh, cause they even tested me for celiac disease. I don't have it. Okay. Nobody, it was dairy. And it's not, just dairy. Not, okay. It was just dairy as gluten. It was not an issue. Excuse me. So that's why I went to study nutrition. I wanted to get certain, I wanted to understand it and how it affects your body and, mm. and why I crave certain things. And I learned that the veggies that I wanted was going to help me heal. And I learned to cut out. I've never been good at caffeine, to be honest with you, because I'm, um, I would go literally, I would go run, you know, half a marathon or I mean, I just, so that's my body. I learned that it increases your cortisol levels, which increases your stress levels, which can, your body is just constantly fighting things. And that's why you have to, to me, I call it the three pillars of health. It is nutrition and movement and rest, right? For sure. And, yeah. and rest is not just sleeping. You also have to take, but you got to balance. Your, I call it a rhythm. People call it a balance, but I like to call it a rhythm right. with your life. Yeah, and yeah. so I've learned to my, you know, my sons grew up, me always making vegetables anyway. I like it. And I've learned a certain kind of protein that I prefer is not beef because okay. it's harder for me it just based on my individual Bridget here right where it takes me longer to digest it'll make me tired and want to okay. rest all right, right. And, sure but I, I've always craved I want the fish and chicken but yeah. that's easier to digest yeah and and then I learned to um not to snack too much okay because <laughs> that <laughs> yeah I mean, we, we get it right. But not that's my, the my emotional dad. eating thing. Yes. Where you're, yes, you're not we, hungry. It, you're just bored. <laughs> it, and, that's, and I noticed I yeah. was snacking again during COVID, to be honest. Of course. With you. Yeah. Because you're bored. Right. Like I wasn't doing my normal stuff. Right. And right. I, I, I've always noticed, like, if you want to sit and uh, watch TV, uh, I'll usually like sort of like just I don't even think about it. I just get up and go grab a snack. It's like. This is what you do when you watch TV. You snack. Right. And it's I've like learned. these two things are go together. TV, yes. snack. Yeah. It's you, your brain yeah. kind of correlated. And, yeah, yeah. And, and I've learned to also, I got to get back into doing massages um, more consistently because of COVID, everything was shut down. But that helped too with the, the healing. Yeah, yeah. It's part of the, to me, that I consider that part of the rest pillar. Sure. And, and then the movement part, it helped. It's not just physically, but mentally, but did help with the healing process. And you oh, yeah. got to help with the cardio. I, I like to run because it, I think it's fun. Sorry. Mm. It and, is fun. Yeah. And and it's very, um, I, it makes me happy afterwards. And oh, yeah. I've, I've tried biking, but biking is hard for me because of the brain tumor. Really? Because I'm oh, on a gotcha. piece of equipment. And mm, one of the things I do, I can get tired tired easier with on a bike because right. my right side of my brain is over balancing it's kind of does that make sense it's trying to overwork so yeah i've learned so that i can bike maybe if i'm on a recumbent bike inside but outside 
it's harder for me. And if that, that makes, makes sense. sense. No, yeah. And I, I've, um, swimming. I like to swim, but I don't do it as much. But, um, I, I the thing that makes me happiest though, is, is being outside and running yeah. or hiking and walking. Yeah yeah. 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 And that's, you've got to find that. I'm with you. Eat. Like, so uh-huh. like, I, I, my, I think my favorite thing to do now is to walk in nature yes. or hike, you know, um, you can't always do that, you know, weather dependent. So right. you have to have a plan B, right? So in Vegas, this is probably not the best solution, but what we usually do is walk. Like you remember when we were kids and old people would go to the mall after they had a heart attack yes. and walk in the mall. So yes. I'm a, I'm a casino mall walker. <laughs> There's nothing as perfect. Well, my my thing is, yes, I I need to walk, um, but people smoke in casinos. So that's my one like thing, my one wish. Yeah. When I get back from the casino and mall walk, my clothes smell like cigarettes. Oh, yeah. So that means I'm breathing in secondhand smoke that whole time that I'm walking. Especially if you're indoors. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, I don't know how bad it is because I know they have really good air handlers. But if the stink is on my shirt. It's probably in my lungs, right? <laughs> right. It's a, that's the downside of the right. uh, yeah, yeah. But but I, you know, it's only three months, so you know. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's all right. And outdoor stuff, I think, I find it. There's something uh, about I, nature that's good for your brain. I like walking with my dogs yep. because they remind you to be in the moment, right? That's one thing I think we try to. Yeah. I've learned to not go, 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 go. Right. Right. I just be in the moment, and that's one of the reasons why. I try not, I don't drink caffeine because I will go. (laughs) Yeah. And our metabolism, we each have different metabolism and people are shocked that I don't drink coffee. I'm like, why would I drink coffee? Right. Because it makes me. If you don't need it, then don't have it. (laughs) It's not, I naturally have the higher metabolism, which is fine. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And at the same time though, I've I've had coffee in the past. That's my I've learned of the doctor. We, the one that was, the diet stuff is like, you don't need that. You don't need that. But I think you don't need dairy and you don't need coffee. Yeah. Doing that kind of DNA testing and all that, it just, it's going to help you. I think in the future, you're going to see this more. It's like, um, you know, they're calling it like, uh, medicine 3.0 maybe. Where everything, right? Yeah, integrative. It's just going to be. Hopefully, someday. I mean, slowly, there everything will be tailored to you, right? It will be, and that's what I think. um, What I've noticed. What I I just got back from a a trip from France too for vacation. My mother's French. We visited the family, and I noticed that I thought I was going to gain weight, Jeffrey, but I actually lost three pounds because I was eating more, but I was even moving even more over there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it is because their transportation system there is different than ours. We, you, you walk everywhere. Everything is. It trains. Was just, and, trains and, and walking, right? <laughs> and their food quality is better there. If that oh, yes. That's probably why. My suit, my um, everything you eat all the time is always better. It's just like, why would anybody ever want to live in the states? I get it, <laughs> right? And yeah. but I actually lost a couple pounds, so I was so happy about that. But unless, of I course, moved. you go to Italy and just eat nothing but pasta and bread, then that you know, that's okay, just get bigger right. pants, just <laughs> as long as you're moving, right? As long as you're moving to get, burn the calories. Uh, what was that? Eat, 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 love, pray, right? It was just yes, like that's a good, yes, that's a good book. Just 
you know, get bigger pants. It's not going to be forever. <laughs> Correct. And that's why when I was in France, I was just, and with the, the best meal, I mean, my aunt made a lot of food for us, but the best meal, which I think is hilarious, we were walking around in Paris. We were probably starving too. We stopped and eat. I got a hamburger and some fries. It was the best thing ever because <laughs> I think it was the, the quality of the meat. And the bread and the was fresh, probably made that day. Fresh bread. Yeah. And the, and I don't normally eat that here in the U.S., but I'm like, I'm in France. And it was the, one of the, it just tasted sure. so good. I bet you those fries were like, uh, probably like cooked in duck fat or something. And it was right. Really thick pieces. It's yeah. Not like the skinny, it was really, they call it fritz. Yeah. Fritz. Pump fritz. Yes. Oh my God. It was so, so good. good. <laughs> I mean, even though I had seafood and everything, the memory that I remember the most is the hamburger. Isn't that hilarious? Yeah. At a Paris restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. were baking hot. We needed to get inside. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was hot there, too. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Bridget, there. this has been a blast. We're we're right at the hour mark, so we should start oh, wrapping. We should start wrapping up. I don't know if you got anything else going on, but let's no. talk about Gemini Media and how people can best get in touch with Bridget Kutchall. Well, Gemini Media, you can find me on LinkedIn. Okay. dot com, and my name Bridget Kutchall, and then you can also go to my site, BridgetKutchall.com, and I'll spell it B R I G I T T E. C-U-T-S-H-A-L-L.com. I, last year, I combined Gemini and Bridget into the same website. Okay. Just to make it more efficient because, and it talks about what I You don't need two websites. <laughs> I'm sorry. It just makes it simpler to worry yeah. about one website and not yeah, multiple. Yeah, yeah. I, I concur. And, um, yeah. And it just gives you back, my background and what I do. And But I most of the stuff I can, you know, I have a, a link on there if you want to schedule a time with me. Now, my LinkedIn Great. My LinkedIn page was updated to call me the crazy book lady <laughs> because it could be funny because I, but because I love books, but I want to help people if they want to do their books, but at the same time, offer to help other types of, you know, repurposing that content. I love it. Bridget, this has been a blast. Two Geminis talking for an hour. It's, <laughs> it's pretty wild. It is. And we kept it, we kept it easy. <laughs> kept it easy, kept it fun. So thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Talk to you later. Thanks for taking the time to ride along with us on another episode of Vroom Vroom Veer. For podcast info and show notes, be sure to head over to vvveer.com. That's triple V double E-R.com. Man, that's fun to say. And we'll catch up with you next time here on Vroom Vroom Veer. Vroom Vroom Veer.